Chapter Twenty One of Nancy Brandon's Mystery. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Entanglements. A week passed, and still Nancy guarded the bag, but in that time had neither seen Orilla nor heard from her. The girls promised to meet her at the lakeside on the evening following that upon which she had imposed the trust upon Nancy had not been kept nancy waited until dark and even a little later than she felt comfortable out there alone away from everyone and at a considerable distance from the house but orilla did not come nancy imagined many reasons for her failure to appear perhaps she had feared detection as she had the person she suspected of being after her money or perhaps her mother was keeping watch mrs rigney had been around fernlode almost daily in the past week and more than once nancy heard her talking to margot as if she were in distress orilla's name was mentioned often but nancy knew nothing more than that finally it was rosa who broke the spell she burst in upon nancy one morning before breakfast nancy she exclaimed i'm just worried to death about orilla there's a reason why but i just can't explain if you don't mind you've been such a dear i perfectly hate to go at things this way again and rosa's face bore out that statement but if you'll only trust me this once more of course i trust you rosa i knew you would then don't worry about me this morning i've just got to go off and find her i'll go with you if you don't mind dear i'd rather go alone but i want to go rosa i'm interested in finding her in fact i've got a reason really are we both having secrets about orilla that would be funny if we weren't so worried wouldn't it but nancy please let me find her and then i'll tell you where she is i hate to seem secretive but well i just have to this time nancy was baffled rosa was so positive in wanting to go off alone and she nancy was just as anxious to get in touch with orilla why shouldn't they both go together rosa she began again i'd love to tell you my secret but you see i promised orilla so did i interrupted rosa smiling in spite of herself and you see if we both went she would believe we both told this sounded reasonable and nancy hesitated rosa saw her chance and pressed it further i'll come back as quickly as i can she promised and then you can go talk to her but you haven't had breakfast yes i have i couldn't rest i got to fussing and i went downstairs before even margot was around don't worry about me nancy love begged rosa pressing her cousin's hand impulsively i'll take good care of myself this time and i promise not to cut down a single tree but you're not going on the lake alone no a friend is going to take me in her motorboat not dell nor gar no but someone just as trustworthy you know katherine walters you met last week at durand's she's a regular old sea captain on the lake and runs a boat like one i saw her out the other day in a big green launch the cucumber that's her boat and that's the one we're going in 
who else is going asked nancy why couldn't i sit in the boat with Catherine? if orella saw you along she would never believe me persisted rosa a little disconsolately don't you think we are humoring her an awful lot rosa nancy asked in a strained voice she too was bothered well i suppose i am not you but just this once you see nancy orilla hasn't much in life and she expected such a lot you're good to her rosa perhaps too good but i hope you're not making another mistake you know how she influences you she couldn't now cuz i'm not in need of her services you see my doctor is a resident i have her with me all the time and again she flung her arms affectionately around nancy there seemed nothing to do but agree so after many admonitions from nancy and promises from rosa the latter started off she had arranged things with margot so as to allay her suspicions and when rosa waved to nancy from the green launch called the cucumber nancy sighed in spite of the beautiful morning and all other favorable circumstances hours dragged by slowly first nancy wrote letters it would soon be time for homecomings then she drew a pen and ink sketch for ted she even finished the little handkerchief she was hemstitching for manny but yet there remained a full half hour before lunchtime and no sign of rosa it might have been that nancy had not yet gotten over that anxious search for rosa when she and the durands finally found her on mushroom island at any rate all that morning nancy worried lunchtime came but rosa did not one two three o'clock nancy could stand it no longer she made some excuse to margot and hurried over to durand's it happened that paul was there and of course gar was with him but dell had gone out look for rosa shouted gar just as she knew he would when she told why she had come say nance what is this anyway a bureau of missing persons she explained without fully explaining and the boys gladly enough set sail in the white cap once more to search for the elusive rosa but no wood carving wood chopping nor wood lugging declared gar gaily then he told paul about his previous experience in that line embellishing the story with extravagant little touches peculiar to the style of garfield durand paul and nancy as usual found many things to talk about to discuss and even to disagree over for paul proclaimed the beauties of new hampshire while nancy held with unswerving loyalty to the glories of massachusetts but her anxiety over the delay of rosa's return was not even thinly covered by these assumed interests and only gar's continual threats to do something dreadful to the runaway this time sure and his repeated avowals that he positively absolutely and unquestionably would not dig up the woods nor chop down trees in this search kept nancy's real worry from being mentioned we don't have to go on the islands to look for the cucumber gar insisted the girls couldn't hide that boat if they tried it's so green you can hear it to say nothing of the noise that engine makes 
oh no we don't have to go inland at all nancy agreed with elaborate indifference i just wanted to look around and hurry rosa along she has a way of staying over if it's only to gather weeds rosa doesn't seem to worry ever about keeping her appointments but i didn't want margot to spoil any of our fun just because rosa stayed out all day you see finished nancy quite confused from the length of her speech and its utter improbability let's skirt around these islands proposed paul and if we don't spy the cuke we better try over at the point they may be picnicking Catherine loves the lollipops they sell at the point i know all right agreed gar but after that i've got to get back promised to drive down for dell you know and she isn't walking off fat they skirted the islands but did not discover the long green boat at any landing or out upon the lake then they proceeded to navigate in the direction of the point here they encountered many boats of many descriptions for the point was not only a pretty point of land extending out into the water but it was also a point of recreation and general interest for summer folk for miles around not here reported paul for there was no sign of the girls and the boat was nowhere to be seen better go back home they could have gone in through the cove you know of course they could and i'll bet they have declared gar well we had a fine sail anyway hope you enjoyed it miss brandon he finished in assumed formality very much simpered nancy imitating gar's affectation i had been rather dull all day but this she swept the lake with a broad gesture this is glorious joking aside said paul are you having any fun nancy that cousin of yours is as hard to manage as a young colt i'd say oh no she isn't really replied nancy we have wonderful times now much better than we did at first when we didn't understand each other and you claim to understand rosa now asked gar swerving his boat into the small cove that lay between his own summer home and fernlode well yes i think i do spoke up nancy but then Rosa's my own cousin, and that makes it easier. Maybe that's it, retorted Gar, because I'm not so dreadfully stupid, I hope, yet I can't understand her at all. Now look, cried Paul suddenly, standing up and pointing to Fernlode. There they are. What did I tell you? That, replied Gar, crisply slowing down his engine. Oh, I'm so glad, breathed Nancy in her joy betraying how anxious she had been. But the boat is going off. Yes, but your dear little Rosalind is all right, standing there all by her little self. See her? said Gar, as usual teasing about Rosa. It took but a few moments to pull up to the long landing, but the cucumber had already steamed off and, as Gar had said, Rosa stood there, waiting alone one look at her cousin's face and nancy knew she had been disappointed she had not found orilla End of chapter twenty one